Hey, this is Latif Mikado, and you're listening to the Good Night Freestyle Podcast, where I take some time each night to try and reflect on the freestyle scene, where it is, where it's going, and try to figure out how to sustain it, not just for future generations to enjoy, but also to benefit. So sit back, relax, and let's talk some freestyle. Hey, what's up, everyone, and welcome to the Good Night Freestyle Podcast. This is episode 409. Hoping you guys are doing swell this evening. It's Friday night. Um, I don't know. What's, what's February 11th, 12th, something like that. Um, uh, took it indoors today. A little, uh, little, little wet, a little cold out there. So um, brought the kitties uh, over to their mama's house. So. And me and Angel just go chill. Um, tonight she's making one of my favorite, which is shrimp parmesan hero. If you guys you guys don't know what you're missing, if you never tried her shrimp parmesan hero, it's incredible. <laughs> um, so crazy because the last time she made it, now we don't make it that often. She does it with the huge shrimp and everything's like it's dope. But the last time she made it, I was in the mood for is when we were in the midst of COVID. We didn't realize that our taste buds were shot until it wasn't even the taste buds. It was our, our smell, which, of course, affected the taste buds. And then when she made this incredible sandwich, I was so frustrated. I ate the whole thing, though, because and that's why I knew it wasn't really my taste buds, but my smell, because nothing tasted bad. They said that when your taste buds go, it's weird. It's just it's stuff. Just, it just it tastes weird. It's just a weird taste. So. Um, yeah, so, um, so I'm looking forward to that. We're going to finish watching this, this show tonight, um, that Mariposa de ba- El Barrio del El Barrio, uh, the Jenny Rivera story. If you've not seen it, um, check it out. Um, it is subtitled because it's in Spanish, which was a great idea. I'm not really big on reading subtitles, but this uh, movie, this show will get you. The actors, I think, are really good, man. Um, and it's a great story. The poor girl, um, you know, um, it was based off of a book that she was writing. And I think her sister, because, you know, Jenny Rivera died in a plane crash. Um, but um, she went through a lot. You know, she had her sister. And her sister was uh, a little spoiler alert, but it's not, I'm not giving away anything. It's a freaking true story. I mean, you can find it in the news. But anyway, but um, her sister was molested by her first husband. So were her two, her two, two of her children. Um, un- unbelievable somebody can do something like this um, and uh, but she she just really went through it and at the same time they show another side of her really um, a real soft and real loving and giving sign she looked like she was always just looking for love you know she would just get with these really freaking low lives and um, um, and she you know she tried to give a, a, a nice home a nice life for her children and the men that she was with, she was good. She she did whatever she could for them, and but they they treated her. It seemed like the whole family had issues. Like um, it's a lot of episodes, like 91 episodes. We didn't realize that we were like at like 40. Me and Angel looked at each other. We were like, <clears throat> this got to be ending soon. <laughs> so I said, well, just, just Google it. I said because we were in the middle. I said, Google and find out how many episodes this thing is. They were like 91. I'm like, what? So we're like at 74 or something like that. 
and um, they're like 40 minutes each. So we'll sit down, we'll binge off those tonight. Probably, we might even finish it tonight, who knows? And, um, uh, uh, but it's a really, it's a really good show. But yeah, she really went through a lot, but she helped a lot of people too. She was real generous, a lot of charity work. I mean, she helped you know women get off the street, prostitutes. She, she paid for medical expenses for children. Um, she had a, um, one of her ex-husbands who treated her like shit, took her to court and was getting like six, you know, got like $6,000 a month from her, you know, plus all this other money. And then she ended up going back to court, beating it, and he had to pay all that money back. And he didn't know what he was going to do because they were going to put him in jail. And she waived it. She said, don't worry about it. You don't have to pay me anything. And um, so it was crazy. But anyway, yeah, so there's a lot to the story. It's a good story. So, you know, um, if you guys get a chance, check out, check out that show. Deal with the subtitles. Um, really, and if you speak Spanish, uh, you'll be good. <laughs> I, um, I can understand any, whenever I know what the topic is about, I can understand this. I can follow the conversation if I knew what the conversation was about. But if they just, can't, you know, walked in the door and started talking about something, I got to grab the first, at least the first, uh, couple lines so I'll know where they're headed and then, I, then it, it starts to make sense I catch myself a lot of times reading but then I'll wind up looking at the characters and I'm, I'm into the conversation so yeah my Spanish is um, it's not that good people <laughs> I can't speak it man I sound stupid speaking it um, but I could pretty much understand most of what's said to me and uh, <clears throat> Yeah, you would think that my mom would have taught me Spanish growing up. I mean, she was born in Puerto Rico. Even though she came to the U.S. as an infant, um, all my aunts did, my uncles. It's so funny because all my aunts and uncles um, were born in Puerto Rico, right? So check this out. Except one. So there's, um, I think, seven, right? <coughs> seven. So everybody was born in Puerto Rico except one aunt. However... When everybody grew up, when everybody, as, as children, well, as adults, everybody who was born in PR lived in New York, but my aunt that was born in New York ended up living her whole life in Puerto Rico. How crazy is that, you know? Um, my mother read and wrote and spoke Spanish and English perfectly. Not even like, oh, I'm trying perfectly. And uh, it's so crazy because she used to work for OTB in um, Jackson Heights, Queens. And um, actually, it was Woodside. And um, no, no, was it? Where was it? 74th Street, Roosevelt. So, yeah, it was um, Jackson Heights. And um, a lot of Spanish people. So there's a lot of South Americans in that area. Like, So the OTB, for those who don't know, off, OTB stands for Off-Track Betting. It was the place, it was the storefront that you went to to bet on horses. So she was the cashier there. She loved that job. And she had retired and she unfortunately passed away like, I don't know, maybe a year later. It was a sad situation. She had lung cancer. But anyway, um, so funny because my mother looked white. She, she passed for Italian or maybe, maybe even Greek, but mostly Italian. I think she always had that, that Italian look. She might have even been looked like she was like Armenian or something, you know, but um, what was so crazy is that 98.9% of the customers were Spanish, 
everything from Colombia, Mexico, Salvador, um, uh, Peru, Costa Rica. I mean, that, that's what was there. Bolivia. Um, uh, not even Puerto Ricans. Very few Puerto Ricans. Uh, some Cubans, yeah, Cuban, Dominicans, you know, but very few Puerto Ricans in that area. What was so crazy is that, you know, when, when the people would bet, mostly men, that so OTB was like 90, 95% men. You'll have two or three women in there. That's it. But it's mostly men. And when they would lose, they would get, or if they lost, they didn't lose, like, let's say they only won a couple dollars. They would get really nasty. Like, like really nasty. And um, <laughs> sometimes they used to go over to my mother. But now they were behind a glass, so they're safe. There's like a bulletproof glass there. And so it's just set up just like a bank, like what a bank would be set up. And um, they would go. And they would have an attitude, and my mother would just, like, look at them. And my mother was a jokester. She wasn't scared of anybody. And she'll look and snap at somebody, you know, and she'll be like, what's wrong with you? You lost your ass? She'll say some shit like that. Piss somebody off. What happened? You lost, you lost your ass again? Why don't you go home? <laughs> You've been here since, since we opened the door. <laughs> and, um, uh, and they was freaking, sometimes they would curse or like if they didn't know her, they would curse her out like in Spanish or they would say something like, ah, oh, stupid bitch. She doesn't even know anything. So Momo would turn around and she would reply to them in Spanish and they were like, <laughs> so, but yeah, she was uh, very fluent. My whole family, my whole family, all my aunts and uncles, perfectly um, Spanish and English. In fact, you wouldn't even know they were Spanish. That's so crazy. Um, my aunt, um, Lou, who lives here with me, she's 96, right? She's the one that, you know, I get upset because of COVID and, you know, so twilight years and it's just really, it's a bad situation. I just hate it. She's in great health. She's happy, but she's lonely, you know? I mean, it's, it really sucks. But going back to what I was talking about, she was married to a Jewish man, like most of her life, most of her adult life. And uh, she has four grown children. All her children are older than me. Um, and she was with, with this Jewish man, Uncle Charlie. We all loved him, man. He was like, and, um, and she looks Jewish. My aunt actually looks Jewish, but she's another one. Fluent, Spanish, English. Read it, read it, write it, doesn't matter, you know? Um, my brother, my, younger, my older brother, Dennis, who passed away. Oh, I still can't believe that. It's crazy. Last March, last March, last May. Um, and then my sister, Cindy, they're only a year apart. Um, they were they were born here, but they um, they spoke. Uh, there was a time they didn't even speak English. And if you look at my sister and my brother, um, they look white or very Americanized, you know. And they speak now perfect English, like more so than Spanish. Like there's not even a hint of accent anywhere in there. So. <clears throat> Growing up, they, their English, they didn't have good English. They spoke only Spanish, and then they learned at school, and they, then they learned at home. And um, my mom used to tell me stories, and I, it was hard to believe. I was like, what? Um, and, uh, but she never taught me Spanish. Listen, even my nephew, Eddie, who's, I know, listening to this podcast now, and even Eddie, I remember he was little. He went to stay with his, uh, his grandmother in Puerto Rico for it. I could have sworn it was only like a summer. 
I don't know how long he was there, but I think it was like a summer. But he was little. And I, I remember I was so sad because he was, you know, we're only three, three years apart. So when they sent him over there, you know, I was upset. And, um, and because I used to play with him all the time. And then I remember my mother calling me. Um, I was in my room. She says, Eddie's on the phone. I was excited. And I ran to the phone. I said, hey, Eddie, you're home. Because I, I knew he was coming home and I couldn't wait, man. And when I got on the phone, he, I said, how you doing? I started talking, telling him everything. And then when I stopped to listen to him talk, he started, I was like, huh? I'm like, wait, wait, what are you doing? What are you saying, yo? And I freaking lost my mind. I remember crying and I remember my mother laughing. I said, I don't understand him. How are we supposed to play? What are we, what are we supposed to do? And she, I remember, I remember this. Oh God, I was in the Bronx, so I had to be about, let me see. So Eddie had, was maybe four, five, six, so I must have been seven. I don't think I was older than that. And um, I remember my mother calming me down, saying, listen, he just forgot some of his English because that's all they speak over there was Spanish. He'll learn it all back. He'll learn all his English. And she assured me, and, you know, in time, he did. <laughs> and if you listen to him, you talk, and, it, and he's another one. You know, he speaks, speaks great Spanish. But if you look at him or you hear him speak, freaking sounds freaking Italian, man. <laughs> you know, he told me that sometimes people say he sounds like a gangster. He does. I, I can hear it. <laughs> like an Italian gangster, you know. But anyway, um, my mother never taught me Spanish. Never taught me Spanish, and I don't know why. I mean, do I have regrets? I think it might. Maybe, maybe it would have been cool because Angel doesn't speak Spanish either. She sings in Spanish, but she doesn't talk Spanish. In fact, I, she she's great with the words. Like she can, she knows like certain words, and she'll sometimes, like if she doesn't want the kids to know something, she'll talk to me in Spanish. And it's not that smooth, but it's pretty clear, you know. But her Spanish, her singing is, is great. It's perfect. And um, so a lot of times when people ask her a question, she'll refer to me because I, I can understand most of the time. So it was really, um, so it's just weird. I kind of wish that one of us spoke Spanish, you know, that would have been kind of cool. Um, but uh, I, I never, I never learned. I never learned. And then what's so crazy is that <clears throat> I moved to Puerto Rico. I moved to Puerto Rico. I told you guys, I think, some of the story, but I moved to Puerto Rico to live with my aunt, the one that lived over there her whole life. This was during my mother, mine, and my mother's little transition. I was in eighth grade, and I remember we jumped around the country, and then my aunt called us and said, hey, why don't you come over here? Because my mom was trying to find a place for us to settle down. Thank God. Thank God I didn't move to Puerto Rico. Oh, my God. Like, my life right now would have been totally different. If not, I probably would have been dead. Because a few of the people that I know that went to Puerto Rico that were getting high back in the days, they're not with us anymore. So I'm very, very grateful that I didn't live there. I wasn't raised there. But anyway, I lived there for about six months. And uh, <clears throat> they took me to... Um, when I went there, my aunt wanted to put me in private school. She didn't want me in public school. She wanted to give me a really good education. She was going to pay for everything. And I remember they even offered me braces. 
and I turned them down. Like, listen, guys, let me tell you something. You want to give your kids or grandkids bracelets? Don't ask them. Just get it put on. Put them, get them put on. <laughs> because most of the time they're gonna say no, and they're gonna grow up with you know jacked up teeth like mine. So, <laughs> yeah, mine are a little jacked up. So, uh, but anyway, um, so she she signed me up for private school. I had to take an admission. I thought that was it. She signed me up, and I go in there. And I remember walking through that school was all rich kids, because remember she's very wealthy, and um, her husband had passed away. They had businesses out there, very wealthy people, and um, and she was very generous with the family. She always threw money around, and she was really cool and helped my mother a lot. And um, <clears throat> and I could have got anything I wanted. And um, she was putting my mother through. Uh, travel agency school while she was out there so my mother could sell in Puerto Rico um so they took me to this private school beautiful beautiful school went through there and so many of those kids in there look very Americanized like they don't even look like they were um a lot of them also were like because their parents I think worse I don't know if they were stationed in Puerto Rico I don't know is there a base I don't even know but anyway I remember them I'm looking I'm walking through the hall and they're telling me Go back to the States. I'm like, huh? I didn't understand what they mean, go back to the States. I didn't realize it meant the United States. Um, they were like, go back to the States. Go back to the States. I was like, and I remember going in there to take my test. And I, rem- I remember sitting down at a desk. They interviewed me. Um, I was cool with it. Like, I, was, I wasn't resistant. Um, but when I went to go take the test, I realized that the shit was kind of hard, man. Remember what I told you before? I was not a bright kid. I, I still, if I take a test, I think I'll fail. I have to like seriously, seriously study. And that's something I didn't do back then. But they wanted to see where I was, if I could get in. Listen, these people, the school wanted the money, you know? So I guess they were gonna do what they wanted, what they were gonna do. Had I, you know, even if I messed up a little bit, they would have made it work. But I messed up real bad. In fact, I got to a point where I started guessing stuff. And I think they noticed that. You know, and um, I remember us going home and then my aunt got the phone call and they said that I didn't pass the test. So my mother looked at me and she was shook her head. I was like, so we didn't know what I was going to do. We were still running errands like that week. And I remember we were coming up to my aunt's building. She lived in Hetore. Her building, the mayor of San Juan lived in her building. And I know because I used to hang out with their kids, her, his kids. In, at the pool, in the pool area of that building, which was like on the sixth floor, and um, <clears throat> in fact, his daughter was the paper girl, so she used to deliver the paper, and um, <clears throat> the newspaper daughter the door in the building. But anyway, um, uh, so anyway, yeah. So we we were we were you know we running our errands every day, like you know, I wasn't in school, so we didn't know what to do. And then I remember driving up, we were pulling up to the building where my aunt lived, and there was a van there. And the van said, Lincoln Military Academy. And I see the, 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 the students getting out, and they were soldiers, you know, in uniform. I looked at my aunt. I said, what about that? Is that a school? I like that school. My aunt was like, you like that school? Now, her husband was a graduate of West Point, okay? He was in the military, and her son, was in military school growing up. So she didn't think it was something I would, I would like. And she, so she got really excited. 
So she said, okay, I know exactly where that's at. So the next day we got up and we went to the Lincoln Military Academy. I remember them giving us the tour. And it's so funny because the, 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 the place looked, reminded me of the Citadel a little bit. It had like that courtyard where they do all their marching and it was kind of cool. And I just thought it was dope. I saw the girls, they had girls in uniform, guys in uniform. So they took me in the office, another interview. They liked me. Like I really wanted to be there. So I had a really, really positive thing about me. They sat me down, another test. I remember this test being pretty similar to the one I just took. Now this time, I wanted to try to get in there. So I took my time and I read every one and I answered each question as best as I could. We went home the next day or that night. No, I think it was that evening. The school called my aunt. She picked up. I failed. This time, I didn't make myself fail. I really tried to get in that school and I didn't get in. Now she looks at me, <clears throat> my mom looks at me, everybody's looking at each other, and they're like, well, what do we do now? <clears throat> so my aunt says the only thing he could do is public school. Now, I didn't have a problem with that because I grew up in public school, I always went to public school. So they took me to public school, and I remember it was the weirdest freaking schools, like, it's just like in the movies, you see schools like other countries, whether it's India, or Africa, or a Latin country, you have all the, all the school, all the doors uh, facing the courtyard, facing the middle. So like you go into like this big courtyard and you see all these doors and they all lead out to the courtyard. And it's not modern at all. It's very kind of primitive, you know? And nobody spoke English. You might've gotten a teacher that had broken English, I think the principal spoke English and Spanish. I remember them registering me. I remember the school being very crowded, uncomfortably crowded. I, my aunt left me, my mom left me. <clears throat> they took me to my first class. They sat me down. They introduced me to the class. They sat me down, they asked me a question in Spanish. I looked at the teacher my eyes open. I was like, I don't understand. So she was like, and she tried again. I said, I don't understand. And so she looked at me, she said, okay. So they started doing some work on the board. She said, like, she kind of gestured for me just to follow along. So I look at the board, everything's in Spanish. She's writing in Spanish, she's doing this. And I'm like, man, this is gonna be hard. And everybody kept turning around looking at me. I was like towards the back. And finally she tells me, do me a favor. She says it in English. Just go outside and just sit out there until the next class. So I was like, oh. so all right. I went outside. I was the only one outside. They had these benches like in the middle of the courtyard. I just sat there until the bell rang. Bell rang. Um, I had to look for my next class. They gave me a, school, a class schedule. <clears throat> the next class, believe it or not, was English. Uh, okay, shoot. I should be able to do this one. So I go in there, but they're talking in Spanish, but then they're doing the lessons in English. But it was still confusing. It was still confusing in the way because they would talk, talk, and then they would say, you know, like, you know, ba 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 ba
cats, you know, and it's like, I was like, what? And again, the teacher asked me to go outside because I was disrupt, disrupting the class. Everybody kept staring at me. Every time she said something, everybody would turn to see how I responded. So they sent me outside. I went out into the courtyard and I sit down at the bench again. And I'm like, man, you know, I feel so awkward. I feel so out of place. Like, you know, I come from a whole different world. Like, this was not me. I'm starting to think, oh my God, how am I supposed to do this? Like, what am I gonna do? Finally, bell rings, I go to my next class. It's math. It's math. I can't possibly go wrong here, except for one thing. I always sucked in math. Math was always my absolute worst subject. It was my worst subject. It was the class I always failed. I don't know how I made it through school. I sucked in math. I couldn't tell times so I was like 14 years old, man. I, I, I could never, I didn't know my multiplication table. I did not you know. Fractions, forget it. Algebra, never heard of it. Geometry, what the fuck is that? It was, it was crazy. And while I'm sitting there, she's doing some math. Now, I recognize the numbers. Apparently, English numbers and Spanish numbers are the same numbers. But I sit there, and she's asking questions and doing the lesson in English, in Spanish, but the question, but the but the but the math is on the board is in English. It's regular regular numbers. And here we go again. She's asking me a question. Everybody turns to the new kid. I don't know, and I have to tell her. I don't. Sorry, I, I don't. I don't understand. And she asked me, "You speak Spanish?" I said. I don't speak Spanish. And all of a sudden you hear the laughs and you hear the giggles and she yells at the class. What does she do? We go a little further and people keep turning and talking. I'm like, oh, it's total disruption. I knew it was a disruption. I knew it and at that point I even said to myself, oh, they're gonna send me out again. And she did. She asked me where I go. I guess that's the place to send people when they're disrupting the class. They sent me out to the courtyard. Except this time, when I went out to the courtyard, I kept going. I walked right the hell out the gate. And I remember how I just started walking. I did not know where I was going. I only remember that the school really wasn't that far from the house. And how I made my way home, I have no idea whatsoever. Not a clue. But for somehow, some way, I made my way all the way back to my mother's, to my, to my aunt's building. I got into the building, I went upstairs, and I remember knocking on the door, my aunt opening up the door, she lived like on the 14th floor or something, and they looked at me and she was like, what are you doing here? My mother was like, what are you, what, what, what are you doing here? And I sat down and I told them. I said, I didn't understand anything. They kept sending me out. My mother did not know what to do. A couple days passed, my mother came to me. She was like, listen, you're missing a lot of school. Why don't we do this? I'm gonna, I'm going to get my travel's license. She goes, let me send you to your sister's. Do you wanna go to your sister's? My sister's Cindy's house. And stay with her, her husband and her kids. 
feels. You want to stay with, stay with them um, until I finish these courses. And I'm going to come back to New York. And at least I'll have a job. You know, I'll go get a job. So I was kind of excited. I, I wanted to get the hell out of there. I remember they took me to the airport and like a week later. And um, I flew back to New York. It's so funny because a lot of this is such a, such a blur to me. Um, in fact, I don't even remember... I kind of don't remember if I flew by myself. Something kind of tells me that she flew with me. No, I was 14 years old. I would fly by myself. And yeah, I flew by myself. But anyway, um, and I wound up staying with my, uh, my sister. The only thing is uh, my mother, it wasn't that much longer. I went to school there, I registered back in school. And... Um, I remember my mother surprising me. She came to my sister's house and way, way before she should have because she was taking this class. But she quit. She told my aunt, and my aunt understood. She goes, I can't be away from my son. I can't, I can't do this. I can't. I'm thinking about him constantly. I gotta be, I gotta be with him. And that's what happened. She came back and um, she came back, and then from there we restarted, we reset our lives. And but um, I just want to talk about the Spanish shit. That's it. So it's just funny, man. To this day, my Spanish sucks. <laughs> so but anyway, listen, guys, it's already late. Oh my God, I spoke too much. Okay, listen, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening, for tuning in, as always. And until tomorrow, good night, freestyle. sleep, I pray to hear a freestyle beat. For if I die before I wake, I hope to make it to the break.